Welcome to the EchoCast. I am Bond, and this week we'll be talking about a giveaway I am doing on a one-to-one scale wearable Mass Effect N7 helmet. You can find the link to enter that on my Twitter or the podcast Twitter, at Diesel or at the EchoCast. We'll be talking about Sony's state of play, Summer Game Fest predictions, the Modern Warfare 2 reveal, Dragon Age named, and much more few things before we get into the show subscribe to the show on your platform of choice and if you're on spotify or itunes please rate the podcast on youtube please subscribe to the channel like this video and hit the bell icon in order to be notified of other videos that i post last please join the show's discord by clicking on the link in the description of the podcast or the video gaming news let's jump into it First, let's talk about Sony's state of play. Uh, So overall, um, I was really impressed by this. So if you follow myself or the show, um, I am more of an Xbox guy or PC guy um, in general. I haven't owned a PlayStation since the PS3. Um, They obviously have like killer uh, first party titles um, from like a narrative point of view and stuff like that. I do kind of poke a little bit of fun at that all they have is third person story like action adventure games which is broad but they do have like a style right um they don't have like a big first person shooter or a big multiplayer game um but they don't need to because what they do is they're extremely extremely good at it so um I, I enjoy watching their state of plays as much as anything. Um, it tends to be looking out for the third party games, but also I enjoy catching a good um, Sony story. Um, so I've never played The Last of Us 2, but I've watched multiple playthroughs and dove way into the lore. I've never played, uh, you know, like the Uncharted games and things like that, but I have um, still enjoyed uh, learning about them, watching playthroughs, stuff like that. So, uh, this state of play was surprisingly good. Um, there's, it's been kind of a joke, I think even among Sony fans that, uh, the state of plays have been maybe a little rough, um, often described as like, that could have just been a blog. Right. Um, and that's separate from like the Sony showcases, which are like their big, big shows, which always bring, you know, like a God of war or a last of us or something huge. Right. Uh, but this state of play was great. Um, I won't really be talking about the VR stuff. I have to be totally honest. I couldn't care less about VR. Um, I think it is cool that Sony is trying to dabble there and it does sound like they are getting more people in the VR at a better price point. And I suspect the same thing is going to happen with um, their VR two. I just think it's such a niche thing still that I, I don't know enough about it to talk about it because I'm not really going there. What I will talk about is um, four of the big things that they showed that I thought were really interesting. I'll talk about one more in the listener questions, but you'll understand when we get there. So um, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, This has been rumored and everything for a long time. Um, If I remember correctly, like a while ago, 
um, some extremely early footage, like unskinned, like wireframe stuff got leaked, um, uh, of cinematics and stuff like that, I believe. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's coming. Um, it's interesting. Um, it has a very different vibe than the old game. Now, than the original. Now, that's obviously because of graphics and stuff like that. Um, but it really does seem like it's uh, maybe going to take a... Yeah. The old game, the original, almost had not like an arcade feel, but kind of, right? Like the big leg swing melee and stuff like that. Like everything was very exaggerated and um, arcade and stuff like that. Um, this seems to be taking a much more um, gritty feel, and uh, and that's cool. It seems like this is gonna take like a pretty heavy like survival route, um, which isn't that surprising, especially with Village being so focused on um, crafting and survival and stuff like that. So um, this is cool. Uh, I believe this is going to be a multi-platform, um, but there are going to be exclusives to, to PlayStation. Um, I don't know if that's been announced yet, uh, but I believe that's what's happening. I might check this out. Um, I really enjoyed the Resident Evil 2 remake. That game was also very historical to my um, childhood. Um, where Resident Evil like 3, I never played. Resident Evil 4, I never played. Um, the village, I didn't have any interest in it personally. Um, I don't really like the idea of the first person resident evils. Um, I'm like one of the weirdos who thinks that game looked kind of awful. Um, I thought the animations looked, looked really bad and I just, I don't know, nothing about that game, like grabbed me and pulled me in. Um, but the resident evil four does give me a little bit of that like resident evil 2 remake um excitement plus um it is such a heralded game that if they kind of took that heralded game and brought it to 2022 i might be interested so uh we'll have to wait and see but that is exciting uh the next big exciting thing that they announced was the spider-man remaster and it coming to PC, which is a big deal for PlayStation. Um, if you haven't been paying attention, um, Sony is weird with PC. Um, you can tell Sony is still really, really obsessed with the platform uh, sales win. Uh, they really, really want to make sure they maximize selling their, their own hardware. Um, I, I think Sony, and this isn't really a criticism because it's obviously successful for them. I think they're stuck in a, a little bit uh, older of a mentality when it comes to um, their their goals. Um, I think that uh, where Xbox and even Nintendo to a point are kind of starting to measure their success in other ways, like Xbox is going, you know, basically allowing you to play their their game through their service everywhere. Uh, through you know the uh, through mobile through PC through your whatever Xbox you have um, you know now there's going to be like a dongle for your TV or there's going to be TVs that have the Xbox lot you know like Game Pass within it to be able to stream um, and then Nintendo is just doing their complete own thing with having this handheld that can also dock and you know and they're and they don't really care about graphics because their games are just good. 
And so it seems like Sony is definitely still stuck on this, like, we must sell the most hardware of everyone as long as we don't count Nintendo. Um, and, and, and to do that, they're still very protective about their first party games being on their own platform. Now, Spider-Man came out a long time ago in the game world. And so this isn't that big of a deal in that sense. Uh, just the same as like when God of War just came out fairly recently, you know, it's been years, it's been four years, right? So, you know, where, you know, on the Xbox side, they're coming out day and date. I think Sony will get closer to that eventually. I still think we'll see like a year delay before we see games on PC, but it, from the way it looked like Horizon, God of War, you know, other games have sold on PC. I mean, they're leaving money on the table, in my opinion. And Sony doesn't do that. So um, this is cool. Again, I'm not super interested in Spider-Man. Um, I've seen the gameplay. I've seen it. Um, it looks really cool. If there's a good deal, maybe I'll buy it uh, and play it finally. Um, but at the end of the day, um, the, the closer Sony gets to finally starting to like let the PC players play their games, uh, the better. The real test will be like if we ever see like The Last of Us 2 or like this Last of Us remake that's coming out supposedly. Uh, that would be that would be the real the real test. So we'll have to wait and see. The next game is a, uh, a third party that uh, is going to be on all the platforms or at least both Xbox and PlayStation is the Callisto Protocol. Uh, so this game comes in kind of a weird situation where um, this game, uh, many of the devs, especially high up, are people who worked on uh, the Dead Space games for EA. And um, this game is very Dead Spacey. And the reason that's kind of awkward is because there's a Dead Space 1 remake uh, coming out now. It was delayed, uh, I believe, in January or February. And so... We're going to have these two games that are going to be very similar. Um, I'm I'm sure Callisto Protocol is going to kind of do its own thing. I, I really hope they aren't just going to basically make the same game with a new name. Um, but it looks cool. It looks spooky and scary. And uh, a few weeks ago, someone asked on the podcast, like uh, in the questions, would I ever play like a scary game or something on stream? Um, I'm considering doing like Callisto Protocol or the Dead Space remake. The original Dead Space, I couldn't even finish because it scared me so much. Uh, I was a bit younger, but it still will. So thinking about maybe doing like a playthrough uh, that I can uh, do on stream and maybe post it to YouTube and, and uh, you all can see me be a big old baby. Uh, and then the final big one for me um, was Final Fantasy 16. I have never played a Final Fantasy game. Uh, I tried back in the day but they were all like really traditional turn-based games. I was never into that as a kid. I thought it was too slow, too boring, never could get into it. Um, but you know, it's final fantasy, man. Um, it's final fantasy, right? So, uh, even if I, this, this is a type of game that even if I don't care at all, it's still a huge deal. Um, it's going to sell like crazy. A bunch of people are going to hate it. A bunch of people are going to love it. And either way, it's going to sell like crazy. It's going to do very well. And um, it's just one of those staples in gaming that even if you don't care about it, it's still cool to see it come out, right? Like, it's just cool to see it happen because 
my entire life I've been hearing about Final Fantasy. And to see them putting out new games, I mean, it it looks cool. Uh, the art and, you know, the cinematics and the gameplay they showed looks wild. So, so cool. <laughs> Let's go for it. Um, I'll be curious to see more about it. Um, I doubt it's going to grab me, but you never know. So, uh, I'll talk about one more game and the listener questions. Uh, but for now, yeah, this state of play was great um, because there's literally been whole state state of plays where at the end you're like looking around like, why did that happen? And this had, you know, multiple bangers on it. And that's and if you like VR, it probably was even better for you. So um, good state of play. I don't think we're going to see like a big showcase thing. Uh, it seems like this is their E3 show. Um, I w- I do assume um, if Ragnarok God of War is coming out this year, my guess is in like August ish, we'll get like a showcase of just that. It's similar to what they did with like The Last of Us 2, uh, Horizon. I suspect we'll see some of that popping up here in the next few months. Uh, but let's be honest. God of War is going to sell no matter what they do. And, um, and so they don't have to worry about it, (laughs) but yeah. Um, great show. Uh, curious to see if, uh, they're on the 12th, if Xbox can match it. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll be talking about that next week. I won't be really talking about on uh, that this week because we have, the next topic, uh, summer game fest predictions. Um, so I only really have a few, um, the, the big ones are, uh, Bloober. Um, I think, uh, we know is going to be there. I think they're going to be showing off something silent Hill related. That's been getting rumored for a while. Um, that's kind of a contentious topic. Um, they have made a, a few like, okay games. The most recent being the medium, which had some really cool tech, but as an actual game was just fine. Um, but, uh, there is something about making a existing IP where you can kind of play off the history and you don't have to make a bunch of your own ideas. You just take the old ones and then add to it. Right. So instead of trying to make their own IP from scratch, they'll be able to take their know-how, take an existing IP, you know, bring it to 2022, uh, and see what we can do with it. So I highly suspect we'll see at least a teaser about that. Um, from Sony, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see probably just a teaser of Ragnarok. I think they'll want to give it its own show, like I said, in like August-ish um, to really hype it up. But I've seen rumors and I've been hearing people chat that there's a chance it may be releasing a lot sooner than people think. And so if that's the case, we may see a full blowout on Ragnarok. Um, there's also rumors that we may see a Death Stranding 2 announcement. That wouldn't be that surprising. So um, there's been all these rumors about Kojima doing a game with Xbox. But that, even as of fairly recently, sounds like it's um, still in like the like the negotiation stages. Which means the game is not being made yet. So they're working on something. They just had the director's cut for Death Stranding. Uh, and then old Daryl from The Walking Dead... Uh, of course, I'm going to forget his name again, even though I'll remember it as soon as I end this recording. Um, he may be revealed uh, Death Stranding 2, uh, so we'll have to wait and see. I mean, if it's going to get revealed anywhere, it's going to be on the Jeff Keighley thing. Him and Kojima are very close. So if it doesn't happen here, uh, if it's happening, 
uh, it'll happen, you know, either at the Game Awards this winter or next summer at Summer Game Fest. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, one that I'm personally excited about that I do think we're going to see is Embark Studios. Um, they have Arc Raiders, which was teased um, a while back at the Game Awards, I believe. Uh, is this really cool, aesthetic kind of looking game um, from a stu- the studio Embark in Sweden. Uh, it's just the soundtrack was killer. The visuals were killer. The idea of it, it just seems like it was cool and fun and fast. Um, I, I really, really hope we see something from that. Um, I think there's a chance that we see uh, Blizzard, Diablo 4. Um, they had Immortal just come out. Uh, that's kind of like a precursor, I think, to 4. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we see at least a trailer, but probably some gameplay for Diablo 4. Obviously, um, you know, there's the deal right now going through with Activision Blizzard potentially being sold to Xbox. That has not gone through yet. Uh, that is probably nowhere near um, being finalized. Like, within the next year maybe um so it's not like they're gonna put this on the xbox show uh and so i bet we see it here i bet we see something we saw a cinematic trailer i believe at the game awards or last summer um we'll see something about it i bet here as for my wish list um obviously something with mass effect um we did just have uh, we'll talk about dragon age in a little bit Due to what we'll talk about, I don't think we'll see that there. We probably won't see anything Mass Effect related. I think Mass Effect, the next game, will get another very light teaser this in seven day in November. And then probably maybe a a more in-depth thing next 2023 in seven day. And then I think we'll start getting some marketing for that. But that's more than a year away, probably a year and a half away. Um, so I bet we see some Xbox teasers since the Xbox show will be happening a few days later. Um, I suspect that Xbox will allow some like light stuff to show there to kind of entice people to come to the big show. Um, we could see Xbox offload some of their Starfield stuff at the game at the game fest so that it doesn't kind of hang over the game showcase. Uh, so they can maybe focus on other stuff since that game's been delayed. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Um, I would love to see, uh, I saw Netflix was one of the partners. So maybe we'll get an update about the division movie. Um, I highly doubt it. I recently, um, DM'd Ross and Thurber and, um, didn't get the impression that anything is happening with that anytime soon uh for better or worse so we'll see and then the last thing i hope we see is uh i saw unreal uh, or epic is on the showcase maybe we'll get the announcement of some more unreal 5 engine partners um you know the the rumors um, have been pretty heavy for quite a while that like uh, like Bioware is going to put the next Mass Effect on Unreal Engine 5, but that hasn't actually been confirmed by anyone directly. So maybe we'll see uh, maybe Bioware and maybe some other studios added to that partner list. Uh, So we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm really excited about that show. I will be live streaming that on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Bondiesel. If you want to hang out with me uh, during the show, I'm going to do the same thing for the Xbox uh, and uh, Bethesda Showcase. So keep an eye out for that uh call of duty modern warfare 2 so they put out uh, a big thing saying that they will reveal um the the have their big official reveal of the game on june 8th that's one day before the summer game fest which is on the 9th um so i expect probably a big trailer 
probably explaining more of what the story is going to be in a single player, um, probably some gameplay, maybe like a Warzone, like a Warzone 2.0 kind of tease. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. And then I do expect that like maybe they'll maybe June 8th will be like the story teasers and stuff like that. And then the game awards, maybe they'll do like a big blowout showing Warzone 2.0 and stuff like that. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Dragon Age Dreadwolf is the title of the next Dragon Age game. Um, that is about the only news they gave us this week, but they did just kind of drop it um, sort of out of nowhere. Um, it, it, because of the season, I guess things are about to start kicking off for the summer. Maybe they felt like it was a good time to get that out there. Um, if you don't know the Dragon Age games and in Inquisition Solus was uh one of your party members that at the end is revealed to be maybe this like elven god uh, who is fully expected to be the the antagonist in this next game in dreadwolf and he is the dreadwolf um so it, it is cool i'm not a big dragon age fan i i i am playing inquisition slowly but surely um but, but this game I'm excited about personally because I think it'll be a little bit of a litmus test of where Bioware is at. I think the fact that it's saddled to the old Frostbite engine, I think the fact that um, it's had a little bit of turmoil with uh, their leadership and stuff like that. I, I think that there's a lot of factors that the uh, expectations for this game should be kind of in the middle um, it will probably be a cool Dragon Age game. It may not be like a game of the year candidate like Inquisition was, um, but you kind of have to wait and see. Um, as for release date, they officially stated that there will be more info later in 2022. Um, Jeff Grubb and others have been saying that the release will not be before June of 2023 and will probably fall somewhere between July and December. So the second half of 2023. Um, obviously it's gaming so it could always even drop off until 2024 um i doubt that uh it's been a long time since bioware has put out a game and at some point it's good that ea is giving them time to do their thing but at some point they they need to release a game they need to have some revenue so um, obviously i think the mass effect legendary edition probably um, gave them quite a bit of revenue so that um, has i'm sure has helped quite a bit but you know they need some new stuff and so i bet that happens uh late next year uh, as for mass effect um i'm actually i believe it wouldn't surprise me at all um myself and others have been calling the next mass effect game mass effect 4 um, i do not believe that's what the next uh, game will be called uh, and for any andromeda fans yes it's mass effect 5 because andromeda was 4 it wasn't sorry it just wasn't but it doesn't matter because i think the next game is going to be a titled game um i think it'll be mass effect something which is funny because I had kind of a, a proud social media moment for myself yesterday when uh, Mike Gamble, who's the head of the next Mass Effect game, uh, was kind of celebrating the, the Dreadwolf announcement uh, and uh, himself and, um, and Mark Dara uh, were kind of making jokes about acronyms. And I and I kind of I tweeted at Mike Gamble and said, hey, you should tease us with the acronym for the next Mass Effect game. Uh, and he responded, uh, M-E-M-E, -E, uh, obviously spelling meme, 
but you know, it's the having a little fun with it there. Um, that was really exciting for me because Mike Gamble does not tweet very much. Uh, so, I mean, like literally like a few times a month. So to get him to reply to me, um, means literally nothing. And I am just a bit, a, a, a spec, uh, past the world, uh, you know, past the windshield for him, but that was just cool to get a response from him. Um, and then I saw people kind of jokingly, or maybe not so jokingly being like, oh, wow, is that really going to be it? It's like, no, y'all come on. He's making, he's making pretty obvious jokes. We're not having a, uh, a, uh, a, a poster, uh, Bioware gear store moment here. Um, so still fun. So cool. Um, I'm excited for Dreadwolf. I'm curious to see, uh, kind of where this goes, uh, and, and how they do with it. So also, uh, I think it's been interesting to keep up on is Sonic frontiers. So this is a, uh, a Sonic open world game, I believe was teased back uh, at the game awards. Um, during a, a trailer, which I actually thought looked pretty cool. And so they've released multiple teaser trailers or kind of like, I guess, you know, like gameplay uh, this week. And man, it was a roller coaster. Um, the just open world uh, part that it showed looked abysmal. It's it's just, it's super weird. The, the best way I can describe it, if you haven't seen it, is it looks like one of the like Unreal Engine 5 tech demos where they took like a realistic looking like forest. And then someone just took like a model of Sonic from the store and just dropped him in. And then that's what it was. Like that's what it looks like to me. They have shown some more trailers um, showing like combat and stuff like that. That does make it look a little better, um, but it just it looks weird. And, and I think part so obviously the cartoony Sonic in a, a very realistic looking world is like weird. Your, your your brain just doesn't like it. But what also bothered me about it is that it is this realistic looking world. But like it's like a really low quality one. Like you notice that when Sonic's flying around like the trees aren't moving. The grass that he's running into is completely static. He's just going right through it. It's just, it just looks really like low quality to me, but you know, maybe it's not done. Maybe it's early. Who knows? You know, all the same excuses we always have for games when their trailers don't look good. <laughs> Halo infinite. And, um, I, I don't know. It's a weird one. I'm not like a huge Sonic fan, so I'm not going to act like I'm like really invested in this. Uh, and I know that the open world Sonic games like historically are not looked upon very pleasantly by that fan base. Um, but I don't know. Who knows? They're they're doing some weird stuff. We can celebrate that. Uh, we had a bit of drama or whatever in the escape from Tarkov community this week. Uh, for the last few days, there were a bunch of, um, they, they posted a premiere for a video that was going to show on Friday in the afternoon and they kept changing the, uh, thumbnail for it. And so people kept, you know, looking at the thumbnail and deciphering, they were finding, um, like codes that would give you gear in the game and stuff like that. And so everyone was predicting like, oh, they're going to finally like introduce radiation to the game by having like a nuke go off or they're going to, they're going to like, like shadow drop this new terminal map, which has been rumored for a long time. Uh, and then what ended up happening is it was an announcement for a tease, a teaser for the arena mode. Uh, the arena mode for Tarkov is supposed to be this more like Call of Duty experience using their 
mechanics and equipment and uh the, the 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 pvp part of the game putting it into more of like a like a more traditional shooter multiplayer thing um now the controversy about this mode is that it was supposed to be part of the game like you like if you bought tarkov arena was supposed to be part of that purchase because it's a pre-order it's a beta right quote unquote beta uh, but then a few months ago, they just kind of like said like, oh, by the way, arena is going to be its own thing separate and you won't get it anymore unless you're on the top tier, the the uh, edge of darkness edition, which is like a hundred and something dollars. It's very expensive. Um, and so it's, it was a little bit of a bait and switch, in my opinion. Um, Battle State Games, I think, is not the most trustworthy or reliable dev in the world. And that's fine. Um seems like their fans don't really care i like tarkov i kind of don't like liking it um it, it gives me the heebie-jeebies that doesn't really it's not that's not even like counting the ukraine russia stuff as well but um they say that the beta for this uh arena mode will be in the fall of 2022 uh, one thing to know about battle state and part of the reason i think that they're a little shady is uh, literally in the history of the entirety of Escape from Tarkov, they have never hit a single um, uh, timeline ever. So whether they've announced a specific day something was going to happen, whether they've announced like a broad time that something was going to happen, they have always delayed every single time, like clockwork. And so I bet this beta doesn't drop until early 2023, late 2023 or maybe even later just to be straight up as an example there's a map that's supposed to be coming in the next six months to a year called streets it's going to be like 10 times bigger than any other map they've done or whatever i believe this map was teased back in like 2017 uh, before the game even like opened up to people playing it so you know you gotta you gotta take it with a grain of salt speaking of developers having some issues uh, we'll talk about the, the division two uh, i'll do a little blurb on this um so uh, first there were some issues with the expertise system that came up uh, people were able to basically cheese it and get double um, experience and go past uh, the the level 20 cap that was supposed to be in so they fixed that <laughs> And then that fix um, actually made it so if you took gear into conflict, uh, you would lose all of your progress on that gear. Uh, so then they shut conflict down. Um, they've stated that they're going to try to figure out. So they, so they so first with the expertise system, they rolled people back to what they should have been. Um, and then they said that they're going to try to compensate people for materials and stuff like that, but they don't have an exact system to calculate that. So we'll figure it out. And then the, and then the conflict thing happened. Luckily there's like 32 people who play conflict in the entire world. So it, you know, it didn't probably affect that many people. Haha. <laughs> I'm sure it's more than that, but you know, can't have been the, that big of a deal but they still did it and that, that's fine supposedly they're working on a fix that will come out next week so you know not a good look kind of rough uh, but luckily there was an apparel event that was going to start on thursday that everyone was excited about until they weren't because it got delayed <laughs> indefinitely apparently one of the things coming in the next apparel event is that you'll basically be able to do like transmog with your backpack 
but not with like other backpack models it's with these apparel items that will have like these like very specific looks um and so it's kind of cool i guess it's basically transmog but not with an item you get in the game but with an apparel item from what they've what i've seen them say is it sounds like there was basically an issue with that system and that's why they had to delay it so it was a rough week for the division um you know, you've got devs like Pele and Yannick and other people on there kind of being like, hey, like this sucks for us too. Um, obviously, you have the expected, you know, sensational, you know, clickbaity creators making a big dramatic deal out of it. Um, you have obviously a bunch of people in the community very upset and being very vocal about that. Um, this is a circumstance where I, I think it's fair to be upset. Uh, if you want to tag at the division game on Twitter and say, this is sucks and I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated. That's totally fair. Like it, it does suck. It's a, it's a terrible look. Um, that said, you know, there's obviously been the handfuls of people who have uh, decided to attack the devs uh, individually and uh, very directly and personally. That's stupid. And every time you, the more I see that, the less bad I feel for people, and I should feel bad for people. It's how I feel about PvP and the Division in general, is the PvP players have been done dirty, especially in Division 2, but even Division 1, because it sucked in Division 1, and people still manage to love it, which is cool. I think it's problematic, but that's fine. And then in Division 2, they didn't even get any love. <laughs> Redstorm bounced after a couple months, and then it's just been abandoned. And so... I want to feel bad for that community because it's big enough that you hear from it, even though it's pretty small. And even if it's small, it still deserves some love. But unfortunately, it seems like a bunch of the people in that community are like the worst parts of the community. And so that makes me not feel as bad for them. And I feel the same way when this stuff happens. Massive and Ubisoft, you know, definitely deserve shit for what's going on. This sucks. This is, it looks bad. They had a long time to work on this stuff, even though there's never really enough time. They still had a lot. They, they delayed this. And so, you know, and I talked about this in a video I made, like if they're already struggling to get this stuff out in the first season of this year four, it doesn't look good for the rest of the year and the other seasons. And then that doesn't look good for them to really boost player counts to then get a year five, you know, it, it's a bad look and it's bad for the game. It's bad for the IP. Um, I have a lot of patience. I have a lot of understanding of what's going on, um, maybe more so than some others. So I have a pretty big benefit of the doubt. But at some point, you just kind of got to get shit done. <laughs> like you just got to do it. And so, um, you know, if you're frustrated and upset, uh, my advice is, you know, tweet the division game, maybe not in the individuals. And just don't play. Don't play it. Don't pay for the pass. Don't pay for the season pass. Don't buy the apparel items when they drop. Don't play the game. If you're upset, vote with your time. Because that's what's going to matter the most. And, and that's why I said in the other video as well. Um, the, the biggest power you have is your time and your attention. So if you don't like how things are going, you know, make that clear. That's what I would say. On a brighter side, um, they did have the new Manhunt came out this uh, this week. The second lieutenant, uh, as we're 
you know, climbing the ranks up to uh, the, the main manhunt target for these true sons. Um, it was fine. Um, there's a, a pretty substantial um, story beat uh, that gets hit. Um, if if uh, if you don't want to know what the spoiler is for the second lieutenant in the in the final little voice calm, wait like 15 seconds or skip. So, uh, you know, three, two, one spoilers. Um, the hunters are controlled by Homeland Security. <laughs> And so that's a topic that I'll get into more later. Okay. No more spoilers. I'm waving my hands. If you're watching the video. Um, so, uh, I, I like the manhunt. Um, the final mission takes place at the bank mission. Um, it was kind of underwhelming because I played through it. Uh, it was kind of a, you know, it's just a different take on that mission. And then you get to what's like, I think in the regular game, uh, that like, like the big area before you get to the final part of the mission, that's where the final part of this manhunt is for this Lieutenant. And then it just ends. It's just over. <laughs> and I, I was kind of surprised. I, I thought that was kind of weird um, that they didn't let us continue on to that final fight, but okay, whatever, man. Um, it, it's cool. There's some cool lore, like I said. Um, and you know, these things aren't amazing. Um, we've kind of gotten the the least of what I wanted, right? The, the countdown is fine. I haven't played it in like three weeks or two weeks. Um, and, and these manhunts are, are fine. And then you do the leagues and you do the, the global events. And it's a reason to come play the division for a couple hours a week. And that's better than nothing. It's a shame it's not more, but we won't beat that dead horse. Uh, and then the final segment here, just a quick impressions of a couple of things I've been playing. So I uh, played Sniper Elite 5. It's on uh, Game Pass. Um, I've played, you know, probably five or ten hours of it. Uh, not really my type of game, uh, but very fun. If you just want a game, especially if you have Game Pass, definitely try it. Um, but it's a great little sandbox. You can dive in and, you know, shoot a bunch of Nazis in a bunch of weird ways and blow stuff up. And if you're me, it you just you shoot some you're stealthy for like 10 minutes and then you just start you know going out with your tommy gun and destroying everything like it's call of duty but you know still fun um cool game lots of stuff uh lots of things that you can do to get better and to learn that game more and i highly suggest checking it out uh the other game that came out was roller champions this is ubisoft's kind of skate roller skate um three-on-three, uh, I don't know, kind of clone of that, uh, the car soccer game. Um, it's fine. I, I, I was having fun with it for a minute, um, but it, it's just, it just seems like kind of like another half-baked Ubisoft game that they're just kind of throwing out there to see if it sticks. And it seems like that's like all Ubisoft has been for a couple of years now, that they just keep throwing this stuff out hyperscape roller champions um you know we'll see if heartland is like that we'll see if you know some of these other games they have coming are going to be like that uh it, it seems like basically like five years ago they were like hey we need something like Fortnite," and then or however many years ago three or four and even though the time for that has kind of passed those games are now hitting <laughs> and coming out and, and, and they're kind of coming out with kind of a collective. Okay. Like, 
I don't think anyone's excited about roller champions. I did find it kind of funny that I did sign up um, to just out of curiosity to be uh, one of their partners and I was denied. But then when I looked and saw the people who that apparently are, um, it's kind of weird that I got denied, but maybe it's because I've been a little more negative on Ubisoft lately. We'll see. Um, but roller champions, I don't know. It's free to play. Check it out. Maybe it will jive with you. I think it seems like it was probably a waste of a bunch of really good developers time and a bunch of Ubisoft's money. We'll see. Listener questions. Let's get into that. The first question is from Sharif on Twitter. Uh, Street Fighter six interested question mark. So this was the other state of play game. Uh, I was withholding until this part. Um, not a fighting game guy. Me, not even a little bit, not like since like the arcade mode, uh, Mortal Kombat games, like at my uncle's bowling alley, you know, um, but the style of Street Fighter six looks wild, looks super cool. Um, very, the aesthetic is so neat and seeing that it's going to have kind of like a single player kind of thing to it. I mean, it might be my Street Fighter six time, especially since it's going to be on Xbox. Um, I'm, I highly, highly doubt Xbox will be able to pull this on uh, Game Pass, at least not for a while. Um, but I'm interested. It looks super cool. Um, I really like the, um, they've stylized the movement and stuff to make it kind of almost like a comic book. It's hard to explain unless you see the trailer. Um, but it looks super dope and I am very into it. And I'm glad they fixed their logo because that logo from the first reveal was not good. <laughs> it was very ugly. So yeah, super interested and uh, big thanks for the question. Uh, the second set of questions here comes from three Eskimo on my discord. Uh, first two questions. These are the division questions. What was your favorite exotic from the division one and two? Um, so from division one, it was definitely big Alejandro. I love the MG 42, um, just the historical part of it. Um, or MG three, I think is what they actually were. Um, it was a Spanish variant, a more modern one. Um, that gun was so fun to use in division one, especially with the, Lone Star build, I believe, classified. Um, where if you had two of them, you could switch back and forth and get reloads and it would like speed up the RPM and oh, so fun. Cool gun. In two, I don't know. Um, in two, I, I guess it would be that hunter backpack, the was it Memento? That one's pretty cool. I don't think there's guns. Um, I, I don't really care about any of the guns. Uh, but the memento backpack or uh, the mask or whatever the um, the hyena mask is. I can't remember it. Um, I, I like my builds that have those, even though my main build is a skill build where I don't think I use any exotics. But uh, yeah, those do. Uh, the second question from three Eskimo uh, was what gear sets or weapon uh, exotic would you like to see return uh, from division one to division two? Um, hmm. Maybe Nomad, that, that'd be an interesting one to see them use uh, kind of with the, the different mechanics of Division 2 um, as a gear set. Uh, as an exotic, um, I don't know. I don't really think I have one. You know, we've already gotten a couple. We've had a nod to the house and uh, the apartment SMG, named SMG. Um, yeah, I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head other than... Uh, 
maybe yeah maybe or the lone star set bring that baby back uh the gear set i would love to see that uh because yeah i did enjoy that so we'll have to see uh, and then one more question from three Eskimo, something not division related was, uh, have you tried uh, Diablo Immortal yet? Yay or nay? I have not. Diablo, I have a weird relationship with Diablo. I loved Diablo too. Uh, I played a ton of it when I was younger. Um, I didn't really play three. Generally interested in four. I'm curious more than anything. Um, Immortal has, you know, that controversy behind it with the mobile stuff. I know now you can play it on PC. They did a port. Um, so the, the, I've seen two opinions on it. I've seen Dr. Lupo come onto a stream where he was going to do a big, very well-paying ad for it. But then he did some math and figured out that it really shoves the microtransactions in your face and that it would cost $50,000 to get them all or like thousands of years of playtime. Um, he didn't like that. And then I saw um, Mike from Games Beat Decides uh, be like, yeah, the microtransactions are kind of annoying, but it's fun. And so I may actually fire it up on my phone, uh, and check it out there and see if maybe I'm into it. And if I am, then maybe fire it up on my computer. Um, I would kind of just rather wait for Diablo four though, to be totally honest. So, um, I don't have any strong feelings about it. It seems like maybe, uh, you know, it's kind of going down the same path as every other free to play game these days. Um, but I'm still curious, so I think I'll check it out on my phone. And if I play it, I will, uh, I'll talk about that next week. Uh, thank you three Eskimo and Sharif for the questions this week. If you have your own questions, you can ask in the YouTube comments. Uh, you can ask in my discord, you can ask on my Twitter or the EchoCast Twitter. Uh, hell you can even email me if you find my email address on my Twitter account. Uh, so be sure to do that for the next episode. Uh, a couple content updates. Um, I am going on a vacation at the end of this month in June. Uh, that shouldn't impact the podcast at all. Um, it may impact, uh, well, it will impact streams I was going to do during that time. But I'm kind of streaming whenever I feel like it at this point until there's a game I really want to play. Um, and so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But if you don't hear from me, that's why. Um, and like I said before, I will be live streaming the Summer Game Fest um, this coming week and the xbox and bethesda game showcase the following week so please check out my twitch uh twitch.tv slash bond diesel for that and one reminder again i am giving away a wearable shepherd n7 mass effect helmet if you want the link to that check out my twitter at bond diesel or at the echo cast it is in the pinned tweet and that's where we are going to wrap this baby up so uh, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And don't forget to rate the podcast. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, if you're on YouTube, please thumbs up this video, subscribe to the channel, uh, leave a comment, uh, because that helps me with the algorithm. It helps me get noticed. Uh, you can find me, uh, all over the internet as bond diesel, including on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and on Twitch. Uh, and you can please, uh, if you want to check out my merch, uh, for the echo cast and bond diesel at the Streamlabs link in the description below. That's all I have. So until next time. I'm gonna go get some more.